God bless you. This is Pastor Sheila, and I just want to share the good news with you. This sermon was preached in 2018, and it's talking about vows and broken vows. We pray that you are richly blessed by the Word of God.
talking about a vow today for those of you who don't know and for the smaller children we're gonna let you relate to where what we're talking about what by saying a vow is a promise that you make a vow is a pledge to do good work and it often consists of one pledging to offer a sacrifice you're telling God that if you'll change my situation, if you'll do this, God, I'm going to do that. That's what a vow is. Making a pledge to God. Ecclesiastics 5 and 1 reads, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. 
go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven. So let your words be few. In other words, don't make a promise that you can't keep. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words marks to the speech of a fool. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. Not fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow. That's one of the most important parts. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. Do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. What should God be angry at? Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Much dreaming and many words are meaningless before God. Praise God for the hearing of the word. You may be seated. And we're going to talk about broken vows today. Or for the kids, broken promises. People are so quick. Just like the text say. When they're in an uncomfortable situation. To say all kinds of stuff that they're going to do. When the Lord bless me. Or Lord if you bless me. If you trust me with this. I'm going to do this. Lord if you bless me. I ain't going to do that. Lord, Lord, Lord. But they're so easy to turn away from the vow. Especially when the situation gets a little bit better. Brother Patrick. So many people lie to God. Why is that so? Because we are not made aware of God's wrath enough. All you hear is the prosperity teaching. And y'all know I'm not a, a poverty teacher. But when people are not teaching the true effect of what's going to happen when you make a promise to God and you break it, people tend to less have less fear of it. They, they, they don't think about consequences because ain't nobody teaching them about the consequences. All they teaching, teaching them about is going higher and higher and higher. But it takes a lot to get there. We gonna teach the whole truth. Nothing but the truth in Tree of Life. He said, my word speaks for me. I don't need no help. Don't you add to it and don't you take away from it. So we're going to teach the truth in this house. People are no longer striving to please God because they're too busy talking about the grace and the mercy and his sovereignty and how he's quick and rich in love and slow to anger and he forgives you and what people are doing is called premeditated sins. If they're taking grace for granted, Yes, he does forgive us, Mother Anne. But when you lie to God, 
it comes with severe consequences. They tell me that in the Old Testament, it will cost you your head, it will cost you your life. But see, there's not enough of that. They always want to talk about what was done away with in the Old Testament. But in order to have a New Testament, you had to sometimes go revisit the things of old to know where that stuff come from. And see, that was during the time when they honored God. And they feared Him. They reverenced Him. And they respected Him. Most of them anyway. You're going to always have some bold demons. That's going to try God. That's bold enough to stand before God. And tell a lie. We're going to talk about. Those things. Today. Because I don't want you to be caught up. We ain't coming to. Offer no sacrifice of fools. And tree of life. It would be. A great displeasure. A great disservice. And a great dishonor to God. If I stand in here as your pastor and say all is well, what you're doing, what you're doing. Just come in to the altar. We're going to pray and poof, it's going to be gone and poof, it's wiped away. You might as well go to one of the sisters and go on across that bridge. Because it just don't work like that. So God is saying, tell the people today that when they make a vow to me, and I'm not just talking about marriages, but I'm going to talk about marriages some. I'm going to talk about the fact that folks stand before the pastor, he or she ain't God. Yeah, I know what I said. He said, are you going to honor this man and this woman? I do. Are you going to respect? I am. Are you going to submit? Yeah. Got all that pretty makeup on. Half of them know they lying before it can get out their mouth good. And they were wondering why my marriage is failing. Because you stood before God. No, I ain't God. But when you see a man or woman of God, they're embodying the earthly position that God has put them in. So God's spirit is supposed to be through them. I'm talking about the real ones. I ain't talking about these fly-by-night marriages. Because they tell me they're getting married all in the nightclubs now. I'm talking about the ones that know the real meaning of why they're standing there. God, we make this vow. We... And then when you say I do, it's I because you become one. That's a quick counseling session because folks don't want to go to counseling. So that's a quick counseling session um, when you marry a person. He said you leave. You forsake all others. And you become one. You got to forget about mom and daddy. Sister and brother. My girlfriend said this. Your girlfriend ain't never had no husband. And her five boyfriends ain't thinking about marrying her. You got to stop taking advice from these bitch that ain't even in the will of God. We're going to get there too. But we talking about these people that are vowing, promising children. Mama, I promise you, if you let me go to the movies this weekend, I'm going to do right. I'm, I'm going to do right with my friends. I'm going to come home on time. You look up, you two hours behind. Curfew, you done lied. And see, you that's teaching them early on 
what a lie and a vow is. So when you break it, see, they don't have no consequences. Don't in your room. They don't know what's going on in these rooms. They only phone. Ain't no punishment. See, when there ain't no punishment, they begin to go wild and crazy. That's what happened to the church. This stuff is going unpunished. You got preachers and pastors and deacons and, and, and ushers. Folks on the usher board and, and the deacon board and the, the first ladies and the, the mothers of the church doing all kinds of stuff and ain't no consequences to it. We talking about what happened. They done made all kinds of vows before God and broke them. We're going to turn over to Acts 5. Acts chapter 5. He said, don't make no promise you can't keep. Lord, I'm going to need me a strong reader. Raise up up, Jesus. Acts chapter, I'm sorry, we go back up to 4 and 32. All the believers were in one heart and one mind. Somebody say one accord. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was powerfully at work in them all. That there were no needed persons among them say nobody was suffering okay from time to time those who owned their land and their houses sold them and brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles feet and it was distributed to anyone who was in need see this is where uh, we went wrong also because instead of doing what they were supposed to do what the church with, with the monies and the things that was brought to the church, they kept it for themselves. This is what's happened in modern day. And instead of distributing it to the needy, see, the church ain't supposed to have to go everywhere to beg, but because people ain't keeping the statutes of the Bible and ain't bringing nothing to the church, the church can't bless the church because ain't nothing in the church. So you got to go out to the, the good this and good that and see if you can get your light bill paid. But the word of God said that was never the way it was intended. The house was supposed to take care of the house. Somebody better wake up. We're going to renew some vows in here today because we won't beg or suffer for a thing in this house. Well, I speak for myself because I ain't going to get no amen. I won't beg or suffer for a thing in this house or my personal house. Praise God for that. I'm going to declare some stuff over my own life. If y'all don't want it, I can't help that. Uh, and everything was distributed to those who were in need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, was an one who the apostles called Barnabas sold his field and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And this ain't for no bragging right, bragging right. But we took our money out of saving and brought it to the church. What you see in here, I said, God. Let everything that's in this house be in this house that we need. I won't have our babies.
Come on, can we wash your car? I don't wash my own car. And I help my husband, but I don't like it, do I, baby? And we ain't finna have our babies talking about we raising money for this fund. And we raising money for this. Instead of going into Cloverleaf or uh, uh, Turtle Creek or whatever the, the name of the place that you're doing, make sure it's taken care of. Start an organization in your church. Do something with your children that's in the church. Charity starts at home and spread abroad. Them folk already rich. I like nice things. I wear labels. But I'm telling you, my house going to be taken care of first. I like going places, Brother Petra. I'd be a fool to go somewhere and my bills ain't paid. Come home, living in somebody else's condo for a couple of days and flip your switch and your lights out. He said, Charity starts at home and spread abroad. He said that's offering a fool sacrifice when you do stuff out of order like that. We ain't gonna talk too long about the tithe, but it's a requirement for me to talk about the tithe too. He said, when a mortal robbed God, he, that means a man. He said, yep, cause you robbing me. And then he said, how so? He said, in your tithe and offering and offering, I ain't just talking about your money. He said, bring your full tithe the storehouse. Bring your best praise to the storehouse so there'll be meat in my house. When we want to take these children somewhere, we ought to be able to take them. We ain't finna do no GoFundMe nothing. I'm just gonna tell y'all that now. I don't beg. He said the righteous is never forsaken. Neither will his seed beg of bread. I ain't begging for nothing. So people gonna be left behind, Sister Whitney. I got to tell the whole truth today. He said, don't leave anything out. On the part that you don't like, you ain't got to say nothing. It's in there. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens today. Yes. Yes, Jesus. So God, we glorify you. That whom you love, you discipline. Acts chapter 5. And 1. Sister Deidre. Baby. Dakota. What were the three things God said was causing these churches to be flipped upside down? Pride, envy, and competition. We rebuke the spirit of pride. That's when you puffed up yourself. And you talking about you good. And your brother and sister ain't good. If you know they hungry, feed them. And don't tell nobody. Amen. It didn't say Barnabas without bragging and talking about what he did for the church. It said Barnabas was walking the talk, Brother Patrick. It said he went and sold it. He didn't tell nobody he was selling the sister with him. He said, give me the deed, honey. Where you going? I'm going to make sure the church all right. He went and he sold it. The word of God it said, it said he laid it at the apostles' feet. And I ain't saying for y'all to worship nobody. That means they were respecting and honoring the men and women of God. Praise God. Amen. He threw it at their feet. That'll get you somewhere. I'm going to take you there. Now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira. I need for y'all to listen good. Also sold a piece of property with his wife full of knowledge and kept back part of the money for himself. Mm -hmm. But brought the rest of it and put it at the apostles' feet. He thought he was doing something. 
here said, Ananias, how is it that who? Satan has filled your heart. See, these folks think they're doing some good works, mother Ann. The Lord said it's the work of the devil. When you ain't doing it all the way right, delayed obedience is disobedience. Halfway doing something right means you're doing it wrong. We're going to stop sugarcoating something. He said, how is it that you sinned against God? Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have counted for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong didn't it belong to you before you sold it? And after you sold it, wasn't the money at your disposal? In other words, we didn't ask you for that lie. And God didn't ask you for that lie. What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not just lied to a human being, but to God. Then Ananias heard this and fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what happened. Told y'all ain't no fear no more. Then some young men came forward, wrapped his body up, and carried him out and buried him. About how many hours later? Okay, I'm trying to see if y'all paying attention. His wife came in, not knowing what happened. She was ready to lie too. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? And she replied, yes, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you consider to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen. The feet of the men that buried your husband are at the door waiting to pick you up. They will carry you out also. At that moment, what happened to her? She fell dead at his feet and died. Then the young man came in, finding her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. I love you, baby, but not to the death of me. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Fear. Fear. Where is the fear? Paul talks about fear. Paul said the beginning of wisdom. Fear is the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He was talking about in Acts 11 how the state of the leader was when he was sent to Jerusalem by the Antioch church and encouraged the church. He, he talked about this in Acts 11. We need to talk about read book, the book of Acts and, and look and see the fear that the people had of God then. We got to get this fear back in us. Because God ain't talking about the fear. Oh, I'm scared of you. God, I don't want to see your face. It's the fear that said, Lord, I respect you. And I honor you. And I know that what you mean for this church, for your church, is nothing but good. We got to get back to those places 
But why did uh, the Lord allow Ananias and Sapphira to be brought to them to die suddenly? I asked God this question. And he said, go back and read. So when I began to read, he said, not only were they trying to compete with Barnabas, he said they were trying to compete with me. How are you going to compete with a man? That name was changed because he encouraged saints that were down. How are you going to compete with a man that stood up for Paul when they, the church grew skeptical and wanted to bring up his past? Barnabas was the one that stood up for him. How are you going to compete with a man that the Bible said when he fasted and he prayed and worshiped God, the Holy Ghost fell over him. And that was the beginning of he and Paul's missionary work. How are you going to compete with a man or woman of God and you ain't doing half the things they're doing? God said ain't no competition. And he said they fell dead because they saw my glory directly upon them and they disrespected it. You're going to try to compete with this man that was willing to live and die to make sure my word went forth. When tensions grew between the Jews and the Gentiles, the word of God said it was Barnabas that risked, it, risked his life. He and Paul to went to go and calm the church down. These hostile, what, the, what Christ called stiff-necked Christians, don't you know they'll take your head off? They didn't care. So, Ananias and Sapphira, you're going to try to compete with that. And what the Word of God is telling us is, it was yours if you would have said, I'm a sailor and get a church two pennies. That's the value made. But instead, you're going to say, I'm going to sell this and it's going to go to the church. And that ain't what you did. That's the wrath of God. Somebody needs to know it's real. Somebody say it's real. It's real. <laughs> the world is setting the standard for the church. You know why so many Christians talking about they depressed and they ain't accomplished nothing and they ain't got nothing and ain't got no money that will make our father alive if we didn't have anything. It will make him alive because he said I'm with you always. And he said I'm going to supply your every need. But what has happened is the world has set a standard for the church. And so instead of the church having their eyes on God and what he's doing for the church, and I'm going to get even personal, the individuals in the church, instead of you being concerned what God got in your house, we can't look at what's on YouTube, T.I. and and Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these folks. They ain't living out the will of God. 
And I ain't saying they don't know the Lord. But I'm talking about they ain't professing God and they are not using their platforms to witness and the goodness of God and to draw people to Christ. See, that's what Barnabas did. He was a drawing mechanism. He said more people came to Christ than ever before under his preaching. He and Paul. We got to stop letting the world set the standard for us. Barnabas set a standard that was too high for Ananias and Sapphira to step up to, but they were going to try it anyway. Don't let try to keep up with nobody else cost you your life. And he said elaborate Every death is not physical. Why like you talking about what you ain't got? You don't want God to do it for real. Instead of talking about what you don't have, glorify Him for what you do have and with what you do have. I ain't told nobody. See, that's what the devil in the church and the Christians mad at the real. Cause the counterfeit done messed it up. And they mad and think, oh, she wanted everybody with the money. And look what she had on. And how you see that purse? And I heard they were going out of town. This, that, and other, you best believe ain't gonna stop. If I was doing it when I wasn't in the will of God, on this side, I'm doing it the right way. I'ma celebrate everything. I ain't gonna let nobody <laughs> make me walk with my head down. I'm going to glorify the Lord with everything. Because see, when you're poor and willing to give and, and willing to pray for somebody, when you need somebody to pray for you, willing to lay hands, when you need somebody to lay hands on you, when everybody else sleeping you up and wait, when God bless you, you better. What? My God. The standard is being raised again. And he said, I ain't knowing that. And I'm not getting down there with you. Now, I don't want to see nobody. And as a pastor, we got to grab your bad hands. We got to pray for you. But I'm talking about, I ain't going back to the projects. We ain't going back after we leave here to another storefront, Brother Patrick. I ain't going back to some places because I plan, I, I got a conscious mind to live for the Lord and with living for the Lord comes reward. Don't nobody want you to be rewarded. They just want to see you beat down and looking ugly. As long as you're looking homely and telling them how bad you're doing, they good. But get to talking about how good God has been to you. They don't want to hear that. I got to go. I'm calling you back. It's two weeks later. They still ain't called you back. <laughs> the glory of the Lord has fallen upon this place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And if you miss it, I feel sorry for you. I'm not going to get left out, Sister Whitney. It's some things God wants me to have. It's some places God wants me to go. It's some things that God wants us to do. And I'm not going to keep running back in the back of the wilderness going to get folks that don't really want it, Brother Patrick. My God. But how do you get there? He said, You present to me 
say, make me a vow. And that vow ain't something you can do yourself, brother Stacy. And you too, brother Patrick. You too, brother Marcus. Let me just talk to the men. You too, honey. It ain't something you can do yourself. So think big. Y'all ain't thinking big enough. Think bigger. Come on, baby. You represent now. house. Y'all got to think bigger. If the head right, the body will be right. Yes, Lord. He said a vow is something you can't do yourself. He said, but I can what you gonna do with it when God releases it to you? You better do it. Okay, nobody riding there. You know that's my good car. That's my good truck. Oh, don't sit it now. We we don't we gotta take your shoes off. You worshiping it and not him. Amen. Ain't, ain't even dedicated it back to it. Still got plastic on your furniture. That's a poverty mindset. Cause they tell me if that tear up. Factories don't stop working. They tell me when that break down, it's some more. My father's rich in houses and land. He holds the world in the willow. The hollow. The hollow. Of his hand. I'm getting excited in here. Y'all ought to glorify the Lord with me. Yeah. Yeah. God said he want to release some things. I told y'all. Yes, yes, I told y'all. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to feel the flow, baby. That's all right. I can watch my feet later on. Uh, he said, I want to release some stuff in this house. How bad do you want me? Yes, Lord. I woke up declaring and decreeing. Ain't no counselor going to be in my house. You ought to tell counselor, you came one time. That's it for you. And not the barber. How so? My father is rich in houses and land. God said, tell them to renew their vow today. If some of your main vows that you knew you weren't able to live up to, repent today. If some of you're scared, say you're scared. We're going to pray for you today. I'm believing God for some supernatural things in my life in this church. I'm believing God that everything that He promised me got to come to pass. I made a vow, I ain't broken. And I ain't saying I'm perfect. But how do you keep a vow? Even when you slip and go on the wayside, you get on your knees and you ask God, please forgive me, Father, for I've sinned against you and I've fallen short of your glory. Don't take it from me, Daddy. Just trust me. God wants a vow today. If you got a vow, he wants a renewed vow. He wanted from here. He said, do not make a fool's promise today. Yes, Lord. Not today. Yes, Lord. Don't give a fool's offering today. 
Tell God what you're going to do. This stuff finna happen suddenly. And we ain't got to know exactly what your vow is, but one thing I will tell you, we all going to know if you break it. Because the state you at, if you think that's low, some of these people are falling physically dead. Some of this we see is a result of people lying to God, disobeying his command, and dishonoring his trust. But today, renew your vow. Praise God. When you come to this altar today, you don't feel led to come, don't come, cause sister so-and-so came up here. We ain't making nobody come to the altar today. If you come to this vow, uh, this, this uh, altar today, you come with a heart, a, a sincere, a sincere heart, and a mind to worship God and honor Him with the increase. God taking things back. I've been telling y'all that. He taking things back for millionaires. Billionaires. This suicide is because they can't handle the fact that they no longer have what they had. So it's in the heavenly realm just sitting there saying, who can I distribute this to? I'm going to share a testimony. We just got back from a luxury condo. And just when I think my dad has outdone himself, it gets good and good for the states. But as we stayed there, and it was like God had cleared the premises, we couldn't even find staff when we needed direction. When I tell you nothing but peace and God set us in this wealthy place among the wealthy people. But something stood out to me, Sister Lakita. That as we were beginning to check out. My husband said, baby, this kind of God reminded me that he's taking stuff back and he's looking for trustees. He said, who can I trust with my stuff? Will it be you? Will it be you? You? A thousand years is but an hour to the father of time. Your situation can change a lifetime situation. Can change in a second. Y'all better believe it. Y'all better receive it. Y'all better start claiming this stuff. You better start decreeing and declaring every day with your feet to the floor. Today gonna be better. God's gonna be so different. This is a peculiar day. God's gonna do something that he ain't never done for me today. Make your back. Tell God what you're going to do when he does what he's able to do. Tell him and don't you look back. 
tell them that don't you turn, baby. Tell them that don't you in a, in a, 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 nowhere in your mind or your heart have doubt in who he is. But show him that he can trust you. Start today. Repent for putting other things, that's idolatry, before him. Repent for loving other things and sowing and giving other things more than you give to the Lord. I believe God is going to do something mighty. I'm going to live to see my Cana, Brother Patrick. My Cana, I'm grateful, Jesus, where I am. I'm grateful for every blessing. But I ain't reached my Cana, y'all. I'm still having to move stuff around, Sister Whitney. I'm still saying, you know, we got to make sure that this is covered when this gets there. We ain't reached Cana yet. When we reach Cana, let us not forget. When God bless you this time, he said, honor me. He said, I'm a jealous God. Honor me. Fall in love with me. I told you God has great things for you. God said you gonna be the one to break the generational curse. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said with your life you're gonna be the one to break the generational curse. With your child you're gonna be the one to break the generational curse. You're gonna be the one to graduate from college with a degree. You're gonna be the one with a business that's able to hire some people. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You keep pressing toward the mark. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. you ain't seen nothing you, yet. You coming out that apart. God said, I'm reeling you in. He reeling you in. Just remember, don't fight against it. Let him reel your own in, Sister said the setback was a setup. He finna bring you back. You're gonna be able to pay them back. You're gonna be able to give them back. You're gonna be able to send them on vacation. You're gonna be able to put food in their house, not that they need it. You're gonna be able to take them out to eat. And one day you're gonna be able to say, yeah, dad, here go the keys. Because you did this for me, you gonna do some keys. Believe it in your heart. Believe it in your heart. He said, but I'm stripping you away from everything and everybody that just can't eat from their table. He said, I don't intend for them. He said, I got you a spread out on the table. And he said, you letting too many people just come in and feast on what don't belong to them, Sister Tracy. He said, no more shut it down. Because you're allowing your blessings and you're allowing the curses to attach to your blessings. If you want to do anything for those people that you love, tell them about a man who's able because he did it for you. He's doing it for you. Thank you. I see the blood of Jesus all over you. God has angels all around you. I see him trying to pull you out that 
that box. God, it's like God got you in a box and they're trying to pull you out. God said, don't you let them pull you. It's a trap waiting to catch them and if you go with them, it's going to catch you. God said, you come. Praise God. Praise God. God to ask me how it that you prophesy every Sunday. It was for me to shake my mouth, Sister Lakia. But as long as the Lord poured me, it ain't a devil in hell that's going to keep this mouth closed. Sometimes. Because hurt people hurt people. 
And that's why she hurts. She does so much hurting stuff and says so much hurting stuff because she's hurting. Ain't nothing like a mother's love. And I don't care if you got your mama strong out, this, that, and the other. It's still that part of you that more mama. That's what's wrong with it. God, we thank you that you're going to open up our hearts and minds to understand that before the anything that you need, you're going to be more amenable and more respectful. People bless you. You got people in place that can bless you, but because of your behavior and your attitude, they will not. If you'll change, you're going to see a lot of blessings. Praise God for change. God said that a tail is just to kind of set you back. Anytime you go to the doctor, they'll give you something. And they can't tell you nothing wrong. No, it's spiritual. Praise God. I hope you allow that thing to be birthed in you on Wednesday. God said it is so. Don't let the devil scare y'all. Receive it. It is so. Praise God. Y'all be missing some on Wednesday. Brother Patrick, you want to be here for me. You got what you need. You go to that place and keep your mouth and watch God. Watch God work. God, we thank you. We thank you for the vow. And we thank you for the increase in the turnaround that comes with the vow. We thank you for the situations changing because we made a vow and it's honest. It's from the heart. God gonna do something and don't say it was this, that, and the other, says God. He want the glory. Too many people get it, and when they get it, it's something there. We prayed for somebody on Wednesday. He actually called me on my on our vacation. It was my nephew. He locked up again, y'all. After God said that he was gonna escape all that time. That was over his head. He got out, Sister Whitney, and broke a back. Everything he told God he was gonna do, he did. He did just the opposite. And so he called me from jail crying. Me and my husband. I said, you want to pray? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, pray. See, folks want you to pray for them. You made that vow. You broke that vow. You repent. God said, Friday. They wanted to free him. They were talking about back in his time. I said, God said, Friday, you're going to be free again. The devil tried to intervene. They got to let him go, and it was established in court Friday. They're going to try to hold him till next week. My sister's going to call me. See, this is what I'm talking about right now. It wasn't what, what, what Marcus said it was. And the Lord said, let me stop you right there. It was just that, but it was my grace and my mercy. He's supposed to be going up there. And I'm talking about a whole lot of things. And they got to let him out one more time. Broken back. Broken promises. 
repent today and believe it is so. Come show God what you need. Don't just talk about it. Praise God for Jesus. God, we thank you. And we honor you. We glorify God in this place. I thank God for Jesus. He's been so good and so kind to us. He's blessed us. And all he wants is the glory, y'all. That's all he wants. He can't do nothing with these people. He can't do nothing with these cars and so what he is. He in the heavenly realm. All he wants is for us to say God did it. He'll do it for you, brother. He'll do it for you, sister. He did it for me. All he wants is the glory and the honor. The fear of the Lord shall fall upon this place again today. We will respect and we will honor God in this place even more today. And we're going to give him what's due to him. If it be in singing, if you can sing, sing praises unto the Lord. Offer it back to Him. If you know you're a prayer warrior, offer it back to the temple. Whatever your gifts are, give it back to God. And watch when He increases us like never before. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. It's offering time. I'm going to leave it in the hand of a man. The Lord said he loves a cheerful giver. Because you can't beat him giving. I tried him. And I know him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for raising these men up.
keep us at work, keep us at home, keep our children at school, Lord. Lord, we just want to thank you for hearing our prayer. We want to thank you, Lord, for your service today, for the blessed service. We want to thank you for everyone being here today. Lord, we thank you. And as we leave right now, we want to just say thank you again. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We are dismissed.
Let's go. 